five, four, three, two, one. And we're rolling. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Long time no see. Long time no speak. So we've missed you. More me, but like, it is what it is. We've missed we, you. We, 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 so, all three. I guess you could say that we're going, well, we're not going through because we're done. We're rebranding. We have rebranded. It's finished. We have new logo, new everything. And so I guess now I'm going to tell you guys what our podcast will be about. So right now, we are now a podcast which breaks down controversial topics, tropes, and representations in the media. We aim to provide you guys with different perspectives, drawing your attention to topics that are often overlooked and ignored. So I hope that you enjoy our episode, our episodes to come. And you know what? We will be frequent now. You'll see our names, you'll hear our voices more often, I promise. So today we're going to be talking about some of the things that have um, happened over the past two weeks. It's been a very hectic um, week and, and two. And um, today we're ju- we just want to talk about some of the things that have, that have happened. So notably, obviously, the interview um, of Meghan Markle and Harry and Oprah, because could, I'm just, um, just going, a quick thing. Um, yeah. Just a quick thing. Before I forget, we part of our rebranding was also the fact that we changed our logo. And so this episode is a I want to give a huge shout out to our good, amazing friend Shayana for that amazing design and yeah, her shout out. We love you so much. Her Instagram will be linked in the description and also um, tagged on Instagram. She's literally amazing. The logo looks beautiful and we couldn't have, like, yeah, she just couldn't have done anything better. So huge shout out to you, Shayana. We love you very much and thank you. Chisholm, over to you again. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, Shayana. And um, yeah, the, the interview was, in some people's eyes, a bombshell interview. To some people, no one was really surprised. I mean, I think the the phrase that sums up the interview for me was um, disappointed, but not surprised. Um, but what do you guys think of it? Um, so it's very interesting. <laughs> um, the The whole thing was very interesting. Um, I'm not really surprised. In fact, I was really shocked by the social media um, reactions to it because I guess that there's always been the idea that, you know, there has been some discrimination within the royal family, not only even in terms of race, but even in, like even if we think about Diana and the way she found it really difficult to integrate within the royal family as well. Um, I don't know what you'd call that, whether you call it classism. I don't think so because she's also of like um, an upper class. However, yeah, I've, you know, I feel like we've always kind of had that vibe. Um, and yeah, I personally wasn't really shocked by it. Um, I think what shocked me the most was the fact that she she was having suicidal thoughts, you know. She stated how she was having suicidal thoughts. She asked for help, but she did, re- did not receive it and she was refused it. And I think that was very shocking to me um, because it's shocked, you know, she could have, she could have committed suicide and they would have been responsible for it because of, and because of, you know, um, the, 
high status that she has within the royal family I guess that they don't want to disclose anything to the public therefore they didn't want her to get therapy and that was very shocking to me at the same time at the same time I <laughs> at the same time I have a few different thoughts on the interview as well and these are mainly pertaining to the how, how do I explain this to the exaggeration of it not the exaggeration of what was discussed no 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 but um not exaggeration that's the word the, that's the worst word it's um sensation it's how sensationalized it was don't get me wrong you know I get it it's the royal family but at the same time at the same time I believe that there are much more bigger issues at hand and many people would like to use the argument that oh yes well the royal family is the royal family it's the it's the royal family of the United Kingdom so obviously this affects us but we have to consider the fact that the royal family do not have that much power. In fact, the only, one of the only reasons why we have such a long-standing royal family is due, to, is due to how much money they bring in from tourism and also due to the fact that the, um, the British royal family is the, um, is the longest reigning royal family in Europe. And so yeah it's just the tourism aspect that's made them survive for so long so i don't really understand why people really were so much so focused on this matter and in fact there was more focus on this than the allegations against prince andrew and i mean i'm kind of i'm very disappointed by that i'm i'm very shocked by that as well and yeah i think that's my thoughts on the whole matter as of now but uh, yeah that's what I think I agree with you when you talk about it being sensationalized because for me it was a whole case of we didn't care about the royal family before why are we starting now because when people are bringing up the topic to me I was like I do not care I do not give a flying heck because to be honest whilst it opened up conversations that needed to be had it was nothing new to me as a black woman in the uk because i know we like to paint the uk as this perfect place with a king and a queen and you know we have stormzy we have everything in it but we don't racism is still here it's just not as loud because we're respectful in that sense but people still get hate crimes they still get shamed and i guess the royal family are really just the epitome of britishness which really does include white men on twitter who have the english flag in their bio so when they're bringing white men on twitter with the english flag in their bio um opinions i don't know why everybody's shocked because it's not flabbergasting it's nothing new it should have been expected and i think that the interview for me did open up a lot of conversations that needed to be had but the conversations weren't even flowing because people are still hating on Meghan. They're still saying, kill yourself. They're still saying she's the reason why Harry left the palace, even though he said, to be honest, I felt trapped here for a, for a long time. And even, even Meghan herself said, it's not like you could call an Uber to the palace. So both of them were really, they just needed each other. And she was the right thing for him in this situation because to be honest, you could, you could from the interview, for me personally, I could tell he wanted to leave since whatever happened to his mom happened. Do you get me? And so I just think that, I think that the UK is paying too much attention to it, but not enough at the exact same time, because conversations about race, about 
the baby about even being mixed race in general because you know you know I'm not mixed race myself but I like I remember reading poems like um half caste in um English when we're doing our GCSEs so being mixed race itself is a dilemma in the UK that isn't taken seriously enough but even then this interview whilst it should have given a platform for people who are mixed race to discuss you know living in the UK it just didn't do what it needed to do so let's just move on if we're not gonna have those conversations find a new topic I I think it's really interesting the fact that you brought up um Megan being mixed race because this is one thing that um Pierce Morgan talks about a lot when he had his whole meltdown on Good Morning Britain and he asked the um the weatherman on Good Morning Britain he was a mixed race person um his name is Alex Beresford Alex Beresford and he asked him that so like referring to the interview with Megan um with Megan Markle Megan said that a member of the royal family asked about the skin colour that the baby would be and so Pierce Morgan asked him um would you mind if someone asked you what skin colour your baby would be and he was basically saying is there a difference between that being a pejorative statement or can someone just ask that out of like a genuine curiosity and Alex the weather Alex the weatherman (laughs) Alex the weatherman said something I thought was really insightful he said that people ask mixed race people things that they wouldn't say to fully black people because they think that somehow by the fact that of them being mixed race it sort of it doesn't make what they're saying racist and i i think i think that when when we're talking about that question how what what skin color is your baby going to be first of all why what i don't understand that question the thing i wanted to ask pierce was would you would you yourself be comfortable asking someone what skin color their baby is i i don't i just don't understand first of all why that question is on your mind um and secondly (laughs) pierce morgan also said that oh the queen is the head of the commonwealth so she can't be racist Okay, first of all, Megan never said anything negative about the Queen being racist. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> uh, Megan herself never said anything about the Queen being racist, which is the first thing. But the second thing is that I think that question about what skin colour the, is the baby going to be negates from the fact that people think that by Megan being married into the royal family or the fact that the royal family has a connection with the Commonwealth means that they're used to people of colour um, being or being surrounded by people of colour. And it's just not true. Sure, they go to, you know, Africa and Asia and all of these places. And but they're used to they're used to seeing black and Asian people not integrated in their family. And I think that that question, what skin colour is your baby going to be or words to that effect, really show that although um, they're used to seeing people of colour, like in those countries, they're not used to them being integrated in their family. And so I think that really negates Pierce Morgan's whole point of, oh, the royal family can't be racist because, oh, look at the Commonwealth. And furthermore to that point, 
when you take into account the history of the royal family, its role, its role in colonial colonialization, I can never say that word, um, <laughs> and all of those things, it's for me, it's quite difficult to separate that history because whether you like it or not, the history of an institution will inform its present and will inform its future. And I think it's really unrealistic to try and separate the history of colonization and the exploitation of black and brown people across the world to its present day. And no matter how, you know, you want to spell it, oh, we don't see colour. I hate when people say that. We don't see colour in all of these things. Colour will always play a role by virtue of history. And you can never get away from that fact. I wish I lived in a colourblind world. I wish, you know, that my skin colour didn't have um, a role to play in how people perceive me. But the fact is that it does, and you can never get away from that point. So Pierce saying, oh, the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth, it's, in his words, um, a diatribe of bilge, whatever that means. That's what he said about Meghan Markle being suicidal, but that's what I think about his comments. Yeah, and I, I also wanted to mention something um, linked to what Jessica said about how so many people were surprised um, about racism in the UK, um, particularly um, Americans. And you know what, to sum up um, racism in the UK, it was very interesting that a loose women presenter called um, um, the racism towards Meghan as casual racism. I had never heard of anything. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've just never heard of it. Um, casual racism? I never knew racism could be casual, but you know, I'm going to say that is a that's the racism we have in the UK kids. We have casual racism. And <laughs> um <laughs> casual racism, it's just funny to me. It's it's funny because of how ridiculous it sounds. It's just so ridiculous. And you know, racism in the UK is not as blatant or as obvious, I'll say. Um, as it is in America. However, it's more in microaggressions. Um, yeah, it's more in microaggressions. And yeah, that's what I'd say. However, I wouldn't call it casual racism because there is no such thing. Um, but yeah, and everything you said, Chisholm, to be honest, I completely agree with you, to be honest. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And in addition to that, I find Piers Morgan's obsession with Meghan Markle extremely weird and extremely disturbing um after she left him one night at the bar to go to have um dinner with prince harry he's never and the fact that she never spoke to him again after that she, he was very upset to the point where he to the point where he just his whole commentary recently focuses on Meghan markle to the point where you had to storm off your own show your own show you stormed off your own show because of this topic and I just think it's just I think it's ridiculous I think it's tragic <laughs> to say the least and yeah ridiculous tragic and you know it's it's just beyond me <laughs> it's really beyond me because I have no words I have no words but I think the general consensus between us is the fact that that we all have is you know we all we're not surprised by the topics raised and at the same time 
we also find it odd as to how, to the extent of how this has been sensationalized. And people claim that they don't care about the royal family, but I mean, the statistics um, are showing something else. And facts do not lie, unfortunately. Facts do not lie. Not unfortunately, but they just don't. Facts don't lie. And so I find that very interesting how people say, I don't care about the royal family. I don't care about the royal family. And it's so funny because um, we weren't actually going to do a video. Um, we weren't going to make an episode on Harry and Meghan, not even because we didn't want to or the controversy behind it, but we didn't even think of it. <laughs> we didn't even think of it again. Like, we didn't even think of it. We're just, just going to skip past this. But um, it seemed to be a popular topic. And, you know, you guys asked and we deliver. But I think that is pretty much our thoughts on the Harry and Meghan interview. Um, unless anyone else has anything to say. Oh, I, I have a thought. Okay, yes, please, Jessica. So, um, Teacher Gachi, if, if you would please allow me to have the floor. I Go ahead. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, now that we've spoken about this, let's move on, guys. There are more pressing issues. Because I'm just thinking about how my Instagram people were quicker to post about Harry and Meghan, but... Oh, we're not we're, as if we're not living in a world full of um anti-Asian hate, and I feel like there's a lot in general. Like you said, you started we started this episode by saying this, but there's a lot that's been going on this month, and it's like this is really what we chose to talk about. This is really what everybody chose to focus on. You're hurting my chest. You're hurting my mind. I'm confused. Let's move on. It's been like a few weeks now. There are so many. There are so many more pressing things that we're gonna get into, of course at hand let's talk about those instead anyways chisholm make your state state your cases <laughs> i just wanted to say something about the mental health thingy so obviously um not obviously but megan markle um expressed that she had suicidal thoughts while she was in the palace and i think that the i think the reaction to megan markle saying that she had suicidal thoughts when she was there was more damaging than Megan actually saying that she had suicidal thoughts. So again, I'm just gonna use Pierce Morgan because he's basically, he basically says everything that I disagree with. So he, to quote his words, he says, I don't believe a word she said. And I think that, especially when you have such a large, like you hear a lot of people say this, you should use your platform and speak carefully about issues, but it's true. If you have a large platform, you have to be careful on how in how you address certain issues, because even though your comments were directed towards Megan, they may have been received by a lot of people who have had similar lived experiences, for example, having suicidal thoughts or being depressed. So you just have to be careful in how you address um, uh, Meghan Markle's accusations, because whether she likes it or not, she's become a sort of like, um, what's the word? Bring in some English literature. She's become a sort of a microcosm for all of these issues such as um, racism and mental health. And so when you do talk about Megan, you're not just talking about Megan. Even though you think you're talking about Megan, you're not just talking about Megan Markle. You're talking about, you know, how one should react to accusations of racism and how how people should react to accusations of um, basically being ignored and that leading them down to a spiral of you know suicidal thoughts and stuff like that so yeah I just his reaction 
it it was just really infantile and damaging i think but that's oh one more thing <laughs> one more thing although i do feel sympathy for megan there were some things she, that she said that i didn't really understand so in the interview she talked about how she didn't know that she had to learn the national anthem um mr girl <laughs> mr girl uh you're, you're marrying into the royal family and you really want someone to tell you. And are you not ashamed of yourself? Are you not embarrassed? Are you not embarrassed? Embarrassed? Like, I understand that American... The Americans don't have royal, the royal family and I get that it's a completely different culture. But you're marrying into the royal family. Even when you do your British um, citizenship, you have to learn the royal... The royal... The national anthem. So... The fact that you're marrying into the royal family and you don't think you have to learn the national anthem, don't be so naive. That's all I had to say. I just didn't, I didn't really understand why she brought that up, but oh well. Chisholm, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I had to the clip of her saying that today, just to refresh my memory and remind myself that I did not invent it. Huh? My good sis, was everything okay at home? I know that you wanted to have a normal relationship, but we're in the UK. This is royalty you're talking about. You're like, it's not, this is not Barbie. It's not a Barbie movie. And she says like, she's like, oh, I feel like everything he has, I needed to know about the royal family. Like I heard from him, but he didn't tell you to curtsy until two seconds before you met um, the queen, queen. Even then Barbie movies didn't teach you that you needed to curtsy before you met the queen. But also it's like, build up of what you said about mental health the fact that megan was denied of treatment kind of just reminds me of the uk standpoint on mental health and on i guess like when we're talking about racism too on racism as a whole like i feel like these are topics that people are like yeah we, we just we, british people we know this we know that you should get help if you're suicidal no we don't no we don't and so i feel like megan going out and saying look i get sad too these comments you people you get to me too kind of just reminded me i mean i don't really idolize people in general but it did remind me that she she is human like she really is just a normal mixed race person trying to live her best life and the media are saying no but at whilst i feel for her like i said like chism said do your research guys even if you're marrying i don't know the next steve jobs go find his linkedin that way you know to cut you on time he's dead i said the next Steve oh Jobs. sorry oops <laughs> um um <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm trying to process what just happened <laughs> but um i agree with everything you guys said like especially i did find it odd that she said she didn't research listen listen i would like to say that if i I'd like to say that I wouldn't want to do a quick Google research on the person that I'm interested in, especially if they have like a high position. I'd like to say that, but no, but no, because I need to know what I'm getting myself into. But as she said, she did admit that she, she did admit that she was very naive. But then at the same time, I just have to say a word of caution to everybody out there. Listen, please do your research on people. As Jessica said, even if it's LinkedIn, honestly, do your research. on it. Even if you think this person is, you know, just your everyday Joe next door, you never know. Please, you never know. 
for all you know, you could find out that this man was arrested for fraud back in 2009. So <laughs> I'm just saying, please do your research because you never know, okay? <laughs> you never know. But in addition to that, um, oh my gosh, Jessica said find his clubhouse. <laughs> but in addition to that, the, I saw a lot of people um, have a different complaint, which was, oh, you know, the interview, it's, it's a, a two millionaires complaining to a billionaire about their problems. And that's an issue. And yes, I, I do agree with that. Like, why are we so interested in their business? Why? But then at the same time, I don't think I don't think that we should run with the narrative of just because you have a certain amount of wealth, um, you don't have any uh, mental health issues or you don't have yeah you don't have any mental health issues or you don't battle with mental health because I guess we've been fed this narrative that you know um we've, we've been fed this narrative that wealth equals uh, mental stability and okay you can argue that to a certain extent but I'm sure if we look across the board you know what do you know what? I'm going to show you guys how it's not necessarily the case. Therapy is very expensive. You know, therapy is very expensive, but there are a lot of people in therapy. Therefore, if there are a lot of people in therapy and therapy is expensive, those people do have a certain amount of wealth, which goes to show that, yes, wealthy people do battle with their mental health because most people who can afford therapy, afford therapy, they obviously, they yeah, they evidently have issues too if they're getting therapy. And it just goes to show that no matter your wealth, it doesn't stop you. It doesn't um, determine you from having mental stability or, or from like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't stop you from doing that. And that's what I have, that's my last note on everything. Yeah, I think that's so true because a lot of people um, think that having a lot of money insulates you from being mentally, from having a mental illness. And I mean, so, like you said, you can argue that to some extent because financial, a lot of stress does come from financial instability, but money isn't everything. And I, I know that it's, you know, a bit corny to say money doesn't buy happiness, but it truly doesn't because there are a lot of people who have a lot of money. And furthermore, you don't know how these people got their money. Some people might be doing, I don't know what the financial language is, trading stocks. <laughs> there might be like trading the stock, the stock market or, or whatever. That's not illegal. That's not illegal. That's not illegal. I don't, I don't know. No, but it's very high risk. Oh, very, very. It's very high risk. High so risk. they don't know whether the money is going to come in tomorrow or whether they're going to lose everything, you know. And that can create a lot of stress. So... Um, yeah, I really, I really do agree that wealth doesn't equal mental health, and it doesn't equal happiness. I feel like you just need to think about like this: if the Kardashians have problems and they all have therapists, why can't Harry and Meghan have problems? True, true, true. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think it goes to the point where I feel like suffering is universal. And, but we all suffer with different things. You know, I know, like, I know, as I said before, a lot of, you know, people are complaining, oh, well, it's two millionaires complaining to a billionaire about their problems, but they have issues too. Just as much, because, and I think it's easy from somebody, from 
people who don't have um who don't have wealth it's easy for them to judge some because that's what they need for their stability and that's what they need to be at the level that they aspire to be whether that's mentally emotionally financially etc 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 so it's easy for them to say well you have the money but the thing is those people do have the money but then they also want they also want to have you know um stability in their mental health they want that too and so i guess it all goes back to we all have different wants we all have different needs and the thing is um yeah we all have different wants we all have different needs and we won't be able it's difficult for us to have empathy for um it's difficult not even empathy we can never empathize with people who've never been in our shoes or in our situation but it's difficult to have sympathy for people who we aspire to be in their situation because their current situation is our aspiration but then there but then the people in that current situation like in, for instance in this example harry and megan their current situation is not ideal and so i think at the end of the day it all goes back to perspective yeah and um jessica you mentioned um anti-asian hate crime and do you know what i think there's a lot we need to delve into even within that um and I was actually having a discussion with somebody about this other day. Now, when it comes to um, um, anti-Asian hate crime, it's actually, um, is predominant and it happens, but there's not much discussion around it. Even as I haven't been, I haven't really been on, so I haven't been on social media. And so if, if it wasn't, if, I haven't been on social media, but I only heard about it through social media platforms, but I wasn't really hearing about this on the news. Um, I wasn't really hearing about the news and there's not much, um, yeah, there's just not much, there's not a lot of information about it other than, you know, social media platforms where I see people reposting things on their story. Unlike um, during, I remember during the, um, Black Lives Matter movement. I wasn't on social media during that. As you guys can tell, I'm always taking social media breaks, but I wasn't on social media during that time, but I knew everything that was going on. I didn't even need social media for that. I knew everything that was going on. And I kind of figured out the reason why that is. Um, okay, so this is my inter this is my perception personally. So essentially, when it comes to Asians, um, even the way that they're presented in the media is pass passive, submissive, and therefore, because they're portrayed, um, like in so many media representations, they're portrayed as passive, submissive, and um, clever, intelligent. That's what, that's what they're, that's what, yeah, they're exactly, Jessica just typed that, it's called, it's the model minority, perfect, that's exactly what I'm looking for, they are portrayed as the model minority, and therefore, I feel as though, when it comes to, when a lot of um, issues are raised, when it's to do with that community, not a lot of attention is paid, because, yeah, just a lot of attention isn't isn't paid to them, even when they are diverting from the model minority, like um, but even through their protesting, because I've seen that uh, um some protests have occurred um during, um not during in America, especially yeah, because there's been a multiple 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 attacks against Asians in America. I mean, it's ridiculous, and so that's what I. That's why I believe that not a lot of attention is paid to it because 
they're seen as the model minority. And it's weird because you think that when the model minority is no longer playing their stereotype of the role they're supposed to play, you think that there'd be more recognition on it. But then at the same time, there doesn't seem to be. And so that's what, that's what I think it even goes back to, yeah, stereotypes and the representations in the media that's yeah, and it, yeah, because they're seen as the modern minority, they're always seen as background characters, you know? They're always seen as background characters. Even in when we look, yeah, even when we look at TV shows, movies, unless it's something about, I don't know, unless it's, um, it was like um, Crazy Rich Asians, or if it's a martial arts movie or film, you never see them as the center. And I think that's really, um, Oh, um, a great example of like a main character was um, to all the boys I've loved before. That main character, I'd get, okay, Jessica's disagree. I haven't watched it, so I'd say she she was a main character. I don't know if she deviated from the the norm and the stereotype. However, at the same time, they're always kind of the background characters who are passive, who are submissive, who take everything. And so they're ignored in that. Even in the media representations, they're ignored. And I think that also mirrors in real life. I think that that's why when people were like, the fact that people still are talking about Meghan and Harry just vexes me because I'm so sorry, baby girl. They don't affect you personally. This one is really affecting actual people's actual human rights. And to be honest, Meghan and Harry to, from what I've seen, I don't know them personally. I don't know them. But from what I've seen, they're in a better place now. And even when they were going through a rough patch, like when they were broke, when they got their money taken away from them, we didn't know. They, they said no. They didn't tell us. Now we know it's a bit late. So let's move on. And I think that talking about the whole TV show representation thing, I think the perfect character that I'm thinking of is that Asian guy from um, Ginny and... George, he was Asian, right? He was, right? He was like white and something. I've never heard of Asian before, but I'm guessing that. You haven't heard of Asian? White and Asian. White and Asian. That's the time, Gertrude. I'm not your urban dictionary. Um, The Asian guy from Ginny in Georgia, because he was just so perfect in every sense of the word. So stereotypical Asian, it was boring. It was so uninteresting to watch. And I think that the fact that the writers who were, I'm pretty sure two white women, decided to place, I guess, put an Asian in that character for diversity and stuff and give him that kind of bland role, thinking that they did something, really just hurts my chest. And in terms of um, what's going on with Asian protests, it feels like, because black people are the aggressive ones, when we protest, everybody's acting like we have a, na- we have a new Martin Luther King. I remember seeing people posting photos on, um, Twitter of a group of black people walking around with their natural hair out and black clothing and they were like wow look it's the next black panther it's the next um black panthers wow look how interesting but it's like anyone can protest it's not hard anyone can try and disrupt this cat- um this capitalist system we're living in it's just a case of why is it the, that the media wants to um, focus, and, and Gertrude answered this question already, but why they want to focus on other groups of people and stereotype them in a sense above others? Because it feels like, because um, Asian people who are protesting aren't getting the right kind of media that they need, people suddenly think that they're doing activist work by being simple, simple infographics, when re- in reality, there are petitions to be signing, there is money to be donating, and there are protests in the UK, in the UK that are happening to be attending. 
but we're not doing that. Whereas when it came to Black Lives Matter, everybody was going, everybody was posting it, everybody and their mothers were posting on the Instagram feed saying, I'm with the people, fist emoji, et cetera, et cetera, black person emoji. And now people think that, no, I've gotten away with it because they're not protesting. You know, it's Asian people, they're sitting at home, they're chilling and they're studying maths. So I'm going to post a yellow screen on my Instagram and I'm going to say, it's done. Yellow for the yellows, it's done. When in reality, it doesn't work like that. You're not an activist. You're not stopping Asian hate. What you're doing is you're being performative and you're even encouraging Asian hate by being hateful and racist in your own way by posting a yellow screen because in your mind, they are yellow people when they're not. And even then you're generalizing because you're saying that all Asians are East Asian when it doesn't even work like that. But don't get me started because I will get pressed and I'm not even Asian. I just have common sense. Jessica, hmm, can we just take a moment to digest? Jessica shook the system. She shook it. I mean, she really, she really attacked certain people. She really attacked certain people. She went in. I mean, she went in. She came for next. Clutch your pearls. She she went, she went down into the mantle of the earth and she never came back up. She never came back up. Wow. She really wow. said, I'm dragging, I just dragging like, you guys. I just feel like, I just feel like, like, I honestly, like, Gersh, you were saying, oh, um, you found out about most of this, like, from social media, whereas of Black Lives Matter, you didn't find about from social media. I just feel like, there was just so much picking and choosing that is going on that's irritating me. Just don't post and do the background work. Don't post and do the background work. Or post, why is my boss calling me? Or post and do the background work. Do you get what I mean? You cannot be picking and choosing. This is not a pick and mix. This is not sweets. This is people's lives. This is human rights. And suddenly everybody's a human rights activist. Play the role then. If you're going to act, act well. I think, do you know what? We're going to even have to do a whole episode on this. Um, talking about... Um, talking about performative activism because I think it's so much more prevalent than ever before and it's worse than not saying anything at all because at the end of the day um, a pattern that I've realized is that our society is becoming more politically correct however I don't believe that the mentalities and um, the mentalities people have is progressing. I don't think it's getting more progressive. And I think there's a multitude of reasons for that. We're getting more politically correct and using the right terms and saying the right things. But I don't I I don't even think that it's actually happening. I don't think mentalities are changing because and a part of a reason for that is because um it's because of the because of performative activism and um which is and um, which is due to the fact that people are if you don't post if you don't share you're really bad you're really bad but then at the same time it's like these people are only sharing and posting because they don't want to look bad their mentalities aren't changing and i think this is a problem that needs to be tackled and it's a discussion that needs to be had and we are going to have that discussion we are going to tackle the problem that's what we're going to be doing we're going to defeat the, the problem the real question is if i ask you to say their names can you actually you're posting, but if I say say their names, what names will you name? Brianna hmm. Taylor. Is she oh. Asian? Oh. Anyways. You summed it um, up, Jessica. You summed hmm. up the whole issue to do with performative activism. That's why I said it would even be better if you just had never said anything then, at all. Why are black black lives are only mattering when it was black lives in first lockdown? Who do we know from today? Who's died now? What's happening to black people today? Could you tell Talk me? Talk about it. 
can't tell us. Yeah, but then again, it plays into the argument that the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, is to do with police brutality. In the sense that, don't get me wrong, I completely understand what you're saying, Jessica. But then again, there's that there's that thing of where the Black Lives Matter movement is to do with police brutality. Because I used to have the same opinion too. Until people be like, oh, well, it's only to do police brutality. So, you know, because, yeah, so we can't take it any further than that. It opened up a lot of discussions and stuff. But I think this is the issue that we're starting to see. A lot of discussions are being had. However, I don't even, however, the problems aren't being tackled. And I think it's mainly due to the fact that these discussions are not even being had properly. They're not even being had properly because, and I think there's a multitude of reasons for that. Um, we like to say that, oh yes, all, um, we like to say that, yes, let's come with thoughts and opinions, but even thoughts and opinions, we've already categorized them into what's wrong and what's right. And I'm not talking about wrong and right, as in it goes against the human, people's human rights, but it, it goes to what's wrong and what's right in terms of, I don't know, political, like in, in terms of political opinion and stuff. And it thinks in order to find a middle ground and in order to find a solution, every side needs to come together to have discussions about this. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of these discussions, they're either one side, they're, they're one-sided and they're not delved into enough. We need to be able to hear and understand the opinions of other people. You know, I feel like we're always talking about, yes, Gen, oh my gosh, our generation is becoming so progressive. Like Gen Zers, we are so progressive. Do you know what? I don't think we are as progressive as we think. I think we need to take a step back and really analyze how progressive we are. Progressive means that we, every side needs to come together to be able to have discussions and views on things, whether you disagree with them or not. It's not instantly, oh, okay, cool. You're, um, you're this political standard. Oh, you're trashy. Oh, let's cancel you. Uh, 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 uh. Like, no, don't do that. We're, let's not use Twitter logic anymore. Twitter logic is killing people out here because of Twitter logic. You are perishing. You need to stop it. You need to stop it. But as I said, as I said, perishing, perishing, <laughs> you're dying. Perishing. You're finished. I'm sorry, but it needs to be said, and I had to say just, it. Just keep Twitter logic in Twitter. Twitter's fun. Yeah. Get there. It's when you start bringing Twitter logic to other, even other social media platforms. Instagram logic and Twitter logic are two different things. Real life logic and Instagram logic and Twitter logic are three different things. You're messing with my brain. You're 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 confusing me. You really that's are. the thing. They're overlapping now, Jessica. If you think about it, it's you overlapping. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Let's but Jessica, it's even little things. Let's even. I'm gonna give you the smallest example to see how real life and social life and social media is overlapping to the point where even all these memes we use. Think about it. It's even little things as memes. The way we integrate them into our daily speech. Yeah, we, like you, yeah. We'll be in class, and then something happens, and I oop, and everyone's laughing because yes, everyone gets yeah. it. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh yeah, we all passed the vibe check, and then it's just like, <laughs> it's just like. But then, when it comes to political conversations or social conversations, nobody's passing the vibe check. You're all gonna fail because it's not happening. The conversation is not happening well. The discussion is not being had. Okay, it's just, it's just messed up. Okay, you know when Gertrude starts stuttering and her pen is waving around, you know that you've truly vexed her on this wonderful. I don't even know what day it is. This beautiful Saturday, and you know what? To conclude, do better. Do your research. Do more than read an Instagram infographic and repost it. 
go go sign a petition go share the petition tell your friends tell your family offline too and to defend your defend your black your asian your your poc your bame whatever kind of collective term which i hate that you'd like to use defend them in real life because i feel like we said this before when we've talked about um anything to do with race in general but keep your energy offline otherwise someone's gonna beat you and it won't be me because i'm too pretty for that and on top of that i was just gonna say as a generation, I think that we need to calm down. We need to pipe down. We need to sit down because you're really overhyping yourself, love. You're really over your selling yourself, love. Because we think that because we're so cool with our with our um, colloquial language and because we have urban dictionary, there's something about us that's just so different. But I'm sure millennials said we're not like the other girls too, in their own way, and that only to realize they are like the other girls. So we need to realize that until we actually do, as Gertrude said, have these conversations properly, take action properly, and stop turning everything into a one-time trend and fad, we really are the other girls. We're even worse than the other girls, and we're not Radio Rebel. So if you want me to use Gen Z language, I've put it in simplest terms for anyone aged 10 to 20 can understand me. So listen, take notes, change take action because I'm, I'm not enjoying this i'm really not enjoying the way that everything everything is a trend even black lives even black lives asian lives is a trend you're irritating me you're arcing me i think one of the honest things that we have to admit is that some hate crimes are more acceptable than others and i don't think anyone's really ready to have that conversation i think that with black lives matter because I guess one could argue that black people have been fighting for so long and whatever. And also the fact that black people are seen as more aggressive. So if people don't, um, act, uh, what's the word? I was going to say activate. <laughs> if people don't do activism on their own for black lives, they fear the retaliation of not doing that activism rather than doing that activism for the pure reason, because you care about other people. Um, on the other hand, when it comes to Asian hate crimes, I mean, I can even talk for myself. I didn't even know, I didn't even know that there were um, protests against Asian hate crimes happening in America and in the UK. I didn't even know they were happening. They were happening in the UK until Jessica said it here on this episode. So, um, and I think that not a lot of people are talking about it because people don't fear the retaliation against not being an activist against ha Asian hate crimes and against racism against Asians. Of course, all Asians, not just pertaining to East Asians, which everyone think everyone thinks is like the majority of what Asians are, but a Asia is a very diverse continent like Africa. Um, but yeah, I think we just really need to have an honest conversation about who we class as oppressed and who we and who we um, value really and I think that at the end of the day it sounds corny but at the end of the day we're all human beings and we just need to learn to relate to the struggles of other people um, and just admit that although our struggles are different that we all struggle and we just need to make <laughs> we just need to make the world a better place by sympathizing with these people oh yeah and in addition to that I think what's important to acknowledge is the fact that I don't know about the UK, but in America, 
the people who commit um, the race crimes against Asians are the people who do it predominantly are black. And yeah, and the only reason why I raised this point is that with the, this is why I mean conversations are not being had properly. This is what I mean by one of them. We've, we've because um, against the black community, the main group who commit racism against us is white people. We, it's, it's been like, it's the, that narrative has been spread across all, um, like all different races, but that's not the case. And the thing, as I say, my favorite quote right now is that statistics do not care, facts do not care about your feelings. I'm so sorry, but they don't. And so it's important to acknowledge the fact that it's actually black people who commit the most crimes against um, Asians in America. And, you know, I'm not American, I'm not black American, I'm not African American, I'm not no way an American, but I think that's why it's important that these conversations need to be had because obviously in like the African American community, there must be a lot of prejudice, discriminatory mindsets and beliefs about Asian people to the point where they are doing, they are the ones that predominantly make up um, they're the ones that are the aggressors in the situation and that's why I mean and as I said before this is what I mean by conversations aren't being had properly and discussions aren't being had properly because we can't just run because it's we're all what what I've realized is social media runs with one narrative and the thing is we can't because we all have our own narratives and not only do we um, do all groups have their own narratives but the individuals within that group have their own narratives as well. And yeah, and so my whole point is that we need to be careful. We need to be careful. <laughs> we need to be, be careful. careful. <laughs> be careful. Yeah, we need to be very careful. And and yeah, we need to be able to open up these discussions. I bet Chisholm and Jessica looked really surprised when I said it. And that's the thing, it shouldn't be surprising. But the thing is, it is. And the reason why is because we've been fed that one narrative of um, the black community and the racism against the black community and how it's predominantly from what's the word, white people. But then with Asians in, in America, the statistics show that it's not the same case. So it's a, it's a matter of where do we go from here in all honesty. And oh, before I finish, this is very random, but it links to Jessica. Um, Jessica, when Jessica said Asian, and um, I've just realized that a lot of this new like terms and stuff, I'm not really keep, I'm not, I'm very confused. Even the other day in form, somebody, um, okay, they're from like Northwest and apparently Northwest people say icy. Like they call things icy. <laughs> Or it's like icy or ice and I don't know I find these times or you know when people are like oh that's cold <laughs> you know what it's for me it's when they do the freezing emoji with the fire emoji which one is it are you hot that's or are you cold? cold stop it that's like you know that's that gives me the same energy as people who wear shorts and uggs what are you doing what are you nah, actually that's doing? a crime that's actually a crime. <laughs> somebody called the fashion police somebody called that's the a police. crime that's I'm panicking <laughs> I'm panicking Shorts and Uggs, and then on top no. of that, leggings. Stop. No, it reminds me of when people wear um, flip flops, like sl not even not sliders, flip flops, the one with the toe, flip flops. That's a crime. I don't get it. It's but, a crime. But, 
what I was gonna say is to pick up on um Gertrude's point about you know black people being the perpetrators and not the victims for once um it just reminds me of why I don't like the term POC because it's this not POC on POC hates crime when we're meant to be a family a community meanwhile we don't even know each other we don't even acknowledge the fact that I'm not going to speak for all POCs because to be honest there are a whole lot of white people included in that group so I'm going to speak for black people I'm going to speak for Asian people but I was going to say the fact that we don't acknowledge the fact that we have a lot of similarities in terms of like culturally and we don't at the same time, which is why we're not even family. We're not a community. We're just separate. We're just, what's the word? Minorities. Yeah, we're, we're not, not the same. We're That's why I hate it. We're attacking each other. So it really is this internal hate crime situation that isn't being sorted. And then it reminds me of when we were talking about Black Lives Matter last year, and it was a case of a lot of Asian people saying, I don't want to repost Black Lives Matter because you people come for me. And now a lot of Black people are like, I don't want to repost um, about, um, Asian hates because Asian people come for me because you guys didn't care about this that and the other so I don't want to care about this that and the other are you so petty I think for me it goes back to Jessica's point as the whole that's why I have a problem with BAME and people color POC and now there's another there's a new one like IPOC or something I don't know that's like, a part that's I an know. Iberian party and like that's <laughs> like, no 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 it's called by by POC BIPOC B- what does that B- mean? I, I don't know I don't what I don't remember people of color i remember at first i heard it and i was like is that bisexual people of color what's the yes yeah, <laughs> and so i was like what's this but i think it goes we're not the same like we're not similar we have no similar like even okay yes we face oppression but even the oppression takes place amongst us too so the thing is this people of color bame all of this all our separate all of our issues are separate we are not the same group okay we are very different we have different issues within our community we face different discriminations different prejudices and we are not on the same level ground we are all on different level grounds okay this is it's kind of like it's kind of like this is what this is how i like to think of it it's like okay there's a race okay and then you have white people then you have the other which is b-i-p-o-c or bame or p-o-c and then they're just running against it and they're running the race against each other. But the thing is, we're not the, the BAME POC, BIPOC, they're not even working together because they don't know each other. We're not the same group. We don't have the same issues. We're not a collective, okay? And it's just othering. It's othering. It's not the same, okay? And I think it's disrespectful to even do that because it makes it, it like it's, it's disrespectful to other us. Because it's like, oh yes, you know, we're just gonna make sure that um, all of them face the same issues as others. Um, all of them face the same issues. So yeah, let's just tackle. Okay, black people think this. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't affect Asian people. But do you know what? They're the bames. The bames. Let's just let's just put it yeah. together. Just don't do that. And like speaking to your point about um, black people being the main perpetrators of hate crime against Asians in America, like I think, I think. You know, <clears throat> Malcolm X um, said something. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing his words here, but when he was in his early stage, like in his early career of activism, he he carried the idea that he and um what's his name, Louis Farrakhan especially carries the idea that black people are incapable of immorality because they were oppressed, and somehow that insulates us from being evil towards other people. I just don't I don't understand I just don't understand because at least in like the real world people say that 
people who get bullied are more likely to be bullies themselves. But for some reason, when it comes to black people, people don't want to admit that black people are are capable of immorality just like anyone else's. And it goes back to your point of it just further others us and makes us like seem not human and takes away our humanity. I think if we just realise that we all have struggles, we might not, we're not all on an even playing field and like we just need to learn how to sympathise with other people and not say your struggle is, um, it's not as bad as mine. I don't, I don't get why people are so unwilling to, to accept the fact that black people are like any other race in this world. We are normal people. And so for you to build us up, build us up as this sort of like these people who've been oppressed for thousands and thousands of years. And so therefore we're never going to carry out acts of atrocities on our own. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. And you're just spreading misinformation to try and make the black race seem superior, which is exactly what you're fighting against white people doing. It doesn't make any sense. I just think that there's a lot we could be doing differently. As Gretchen and Chisholm spoke, I had like a million thoughts running through my mind. And it's like, when we talk about um, the fact that we're not an an evil um, playing field, it just reminds me of like, I pictured like, you know, one of those really tall buildings with like billions of office floors and we're all on a different office floor. So why are we playing oppression Olympics or um, grouping ourselves and acting like we're all on the same office floor and then white people are just one floor ahead? Because in ourselves, there is a racial, um, ethnic um, hierarchy. And once we acknowledge that, we can move past it and understand where you and me are not the same. Even within our own racial groupings, even within Black people, which even Black people irks me, we're not the same. Because you have African-Americans, then you have Africans, we're not the same and on top of that I just think that in general not talking to any specific racial group talking to everybody else anybody who's listening when we talk about um race when we talk about addressing social issues it's kind of as Michael Jackson said in that one song just talk to the man in the mirror fix yourself and your own mindset and I guess think about how you navigate through society and how you're treating other people whether you're treating them with I guess, more privilege or like putting them on a higher pedestal than they deserve or whether you are othering them and you are considering them to be less than yourself subconsciously. And let's move on from that. Once you do that, then it becomes so much easier because then you realize, right, I really was only posting about Black Lives Matter or the other, or I'm not posting about this, I'm not posting about that. Or maybe I only actually signed that one petition for this one cause because everybody else did. And it's like, you can't come for everybody else for doing the same thing that you're doing. Because even I myself had to look at myself and say, yo, Jessica, well gone, well gone for you. And once I realized, well gone for me, I, then I became, it just became a lot easier. Yeah, and even to add on to the othering point that Jessica mentioned, even at times it's white people become the other. And even statistics show that um, in the UK, because I study sociology and in the UK, um, the people who do worse in the education system are white working class boys. And it's become a, it's it's kind and that even that even plays a part into the other like people think that oh instantly you're white you're the better you have it easier you have it instantly everything greater 
And it's not true because the thing is, we don't start this world on an even playing field and stuff. And yeah, we just don't play on, we don't play it on an evil, on an evil, on an even playing field. <laughs> an even playing field and it's important to acknowledge that I don't think any group should be othered and I don't think that um yeah I don't think any group should be othered and it's important for us to have discussions about all of these things it's not just because a lot of the times when we want to talk about um inclusivity just inclusivity in general we're always othering white people and I don't think that's right. Yes, I'm a black person and I'm saying it's not right. It's not right because, you know, they have their own issues too. Okay, yes, white privilege exists, but that doesn't mean a privileged life. Like, it doesn't mean a privileged life because there are multiple other factors that contribute into the quality of life other than your race. Just so every, every Gen Z knows that because it's instantly become a thing of, I'm of a specific um, racial group, therefore this determines the quality of my life instantly. And don't get me wrong, it has an impact partially, but there's other factors that play a role into your position in society. One of the biggest being your class and your wealth. And many people don't like to acknowledge that, but it must be said, you know, it must be said. And I think those are my final thoughts on um, of today. And that is the end of today's episode, guys. So we hope that, you know, you guys have a wonderful morning, evening, day. Just whenever you are listening to this, have a great one. And um, please do share with us what you guys want us to discuss and talk about because this episode was suggested, um, um, the Harry and Meghan bit of this episode was suggested by um, Arabella. Shout out to you, Arabella. Thank you very much. I mean, I can't lie to you, the comment section is quite funny because somebody suggested, I don't know, an anime, the Attack of Titan. Um, an episode on Attack on Titan is soon pending. It's in the works. It's going to happen. Don't worry. I don't even, I don't, do you know what? The thing is, guys, I don't even watch anime. I can't like you. I do love anime soundtracks, though. I listen to anime soundtracks, but I don't watch anime. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm weird, but, you know, we move. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Share with us what you think, because at the end of the day, you guys are our, our audience. And we want to know what you guys think. And just thank you, beautiful people. Bye bye. Oh, yeah, just one quick thing. Make sure you guys follow us um, on Instagram at formalpodcast underscore. And yes, Jessica, you can continue your bye bye. Bye again. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.